Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything podcast. Today, we are diving into the energetics of manifestation. Manifestation is a topic that I love talking about. I talk about it probably on a daily basis, just in the regular conversations that I have with my team and with my clients and with everyone in my world. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. Me talking about manifestation, specifically talking about manifestation in relationship to human design has been an issue for the internet for a while. Not a lot of people like it when the manifestation principles and laws of attraction are applied to human design because human design does not talk about going out and creating the things that you want to create. It talks about gaining self-awareness and coming back to your most authentic self. It's the science of differentiation. And there's a lot of self-acceptance involved in this and the principles of manifestation kind of go against that when they're used in the way that most people are using manifestation. I feel like a lot of people get it wrong. (laughs) When they think that they are able to think about something, imagine something, probably money, and then all of a sudden it's going to appear in their world. When you actually understand the energetics of manifestation, you can see how human design is actually really helpful. But the issue with manifestation is that most of our desires are not coming from a space of alignment. Most of our desires are coming from our non-self. When we're trying to manifest from our non-self, it does just pull us further and further out of alignment. So there's a lot of people in the manifestation law of attraction world where they're trying to go for these big goals and they're trying to go for these manifestations, but the desires that they're trying to create and the way they're trying to create it is actually pulling them further and further away from their authentic truth. In our undefined energy and in this non-self, this is where we see the world. This is where we look outside of us. When the principles of manifestation tell us to look at people who have the things that we want to have and then see if we can embody the traits that they have, it immediately puts us in our non-self energy because it says, use your ability to see What other people have, look through the lenses that you are here to observe, here to learn about, here to be untethered by, and try and figure out the right answer. Our conditioning does this already. In my undefined G-Center, I see identity, I see direction, I see the sense of self-purpose and this consistency that people have that I feel like I miss. Every time I've looked at the wealthy woman, the business owner, the CEO, the happy, healthy individual that I want to be or the expanders outside of me, I'm only able to see it through this lens of 
that identity. I'm only able to see it through that non-self. So of course I'm going to see the consistencies that they have and the things that they are able to do in their energy that I'm not able to do consistently. Tying myself down to doing it that one way is actually pulling me out of alignment because that's something I'm supposed to be fluid with. So when I'm trying to manifest, let's say a new level in business, if I'm saying the version of me who has this is this kind of person. She identifies like this. She's going in this direction. If I try and create that identity, I actually pull myself out of alignment because my undefined G center is supposed to be relaxed when it comes to identity. It's supposed to be surrendering when it comes to identity. It's supposed to be surprised by who I get to be along the way, but that's not something that I am here to define. So the human design community does not like manifestation because manifestation is coming from most often an inauthentic place and the process of go out and create the life that you want, get all of the things that you want. All you have to do is think about it and visualize it pulls us further and further away from our truth. What we're going to talk about today is going to be very different than that, obviously, because I have successfully and healthily been able to blend human design and manifestation for the past couple of years in my own work and in the work of all of the clients that I've worked with as well. When I think about manifestation, I think about just how energy moves through our body and moves through our aura and moves through our field. Thinking from a very physiological perspective, what we see is information comes into your field through your senses. We have neurons, we have this electricity, the network of electricity that is in our bodies at all time, taking in information, moving information at a level that we do not have conscious access to and in a format that is a language of the body and not a language of the mind. We have these senses that come in or these informations that come in and it stimulates your nerves, your nerve endings, your receptors. These nerve receptors are going to take that signal. They're going to translate that external sensation into internal information. And then it's going to run up the chain of command. It goes from the senses in our body, so our very physical senses like touch, smell, taste, vision. We see something, we hear something, we smell something, we feel something. And our body says, what is that? It tries to identify it because that's what our body does. This is a scent that's coming into our world or it's a scent that's coming into our experience. It's something that is information about our environment that our field needs to process. Our energy field needs to process and needs to respond to and needs to react to because it's coming in. So we've got to do something with it. This is energetic maintenance in order to let it out. So the energy comes in, the signals come in, and we have this really interesting chain of command in the nervous system. At the very, very base of it, we have reflexes. If you think about touching something hot, that signal of hot, if it's dangerous, if it's something that is programmed in your body at a cellular level is way dangerous for you. It's life-threatening. It's physically threatening for your body. You're going to pull your hand away before your conscious brain is even aware that it's hot. That happens because we have reflex arcs. And so reflex arcs are cells in your nervous system or specifically in your spinal cord. There's these areas in your spinal cord where the nerves will come in and it just loops and automatically sends a signal back. So the decision is not being made in your brain at all. It's being made somewhere along your spinal cord, somewhere along your body. It's being made from here and your response, you're going to create that motor response at the same time as your body is getting that motor response to pull your hand away. You're also going to, that's going to run up the chain of command and you're going to consciously become aware of, oh my gosh, that's hot. But every time I touch something hot and I think, oh my gosh, that's hot. 
my hand is already up here. My hand has already been pulled away. And there's that like shot of adrenaline that's already running through my body before my brain is able to make the connection of, oh, that was hot. I should have grabbed an oven mitt or I shouldn't have touched that or I should have been aware of that before the thoughts come in, the physical action has been taken. At some level, when it comes to survival, your nervous system doesn't trust you. It does not trust your mind to make the decisions necessary to keep you alive. To err is human. Our bodies believe that too. And our bodies believe that you are probably the problem because if you had to consciously make all of the decisions that you are making, it would not be calorie efficient. It would not be energy efficient. It wouldn't be possible for you to respond consciously to all of the signals that happen in your body. We have these reflex arcs and then we have the unconscious mind. If something is not an emergency, it will go all the way up the spinal cord and into your brain and it will be processed in this unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is programmed by previous decisions that you've made, previous truths that you've had, previous rules and consistencies and things that you've been able to rely on. So this is going to be everything that you learned from the ages of zero to seven when you were completely unconscious and just absorbing information from the world around you. This is where the beliefs of your family, this is where the generational information is stored is at this subconscious level. A fun little fact that I love to just think about is women are born with all of the eggs that we are ever going to have in our lifetime. We have those when we're born, which means that those cells, the original cells, the starting cells that created me, that were in my mother, were also developed inside of my grandmother. So at some point, there were three generations sharing the same biological environment. Of course, if three generations are sharing the same biological environment and the original cells that made me were starting from my grandmother, it's written into my DNA some of the things that she believed, some of the things that were in her unconscious, some of the things that happened in her experience. So some of the reflexes and some of the automatic behaviors that she internalized create that foundation for me and for my existence and for these unconscious behavior patterns that I'm experiencing. This is where we're starting to see that the body actually gets to make over 99% of the decisions. And I believe it's 99 and then seven nine. So it's 99.9999999% of all of the signals and all of the information that comes into your body, all of the reactions, all of the responses, all of the motorization, all of the actions that you take 99.9999999 is made by your body before you consciously are aware of it. When we're talking about manifestation and we're talking about, I'm going to visualize it and I'm going to use my conscious mind to decide that I'm going to become a millionaire. If there is anything going on in your body, if there's any belief system that says that money isn't realistic, it goes against your identity, it's not safe, you're going to lose your loved ones, you're not capable of it. If there's anything like that in your body your body's going to say no to that signal and to that opportunity before your conscious mind is even aware of it. One of the ways that I like to look at this is when you get a new car and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. We got a Subaru a couple of years ago, and I don't think Subaru was really a brand of car that I focused on, that I noticed at all. I notice those all of the time. It is always in the forefront of my awareness. I probably have been in parking lots previously before I was really aware of Subarus 
where I didn't pick up on that information at all. I did not see them. I did not recognize them. I did not have that. Oh, look, it's a Subaru. That looks like my car. I didn't have any sort of a cognitive or conscious connection to those kinds of cars. But as soon as it became important to me, as soon as it was something that my conscious brain was aware of, I start noticing it everywhere because my body is saying, oh, I recognize that that is something that she had to make conscious decisions around. That's something important. That's something that may be related to something that she made a conscious decision around. It might be important information. So my body senses that because I made an important decision around a Subaru and I decided this is the car I want and I want it to look like this and I don't want it to look like that, that's something that I was consciously involved in creating. My body knows that that's something that needs to be brought to my conscious awareness more often. Bringing this to human design, I really enjoy working with the variables. The variables are a deeper layer of human design, and there's a lot of controversy when it comes to the variables because there's a lot of misinformation out there. The variables are something that change so frequently that if you do not have a very accurate birth time, they're probably not going to be correct. When I say very accurate, to really get the depths of all of the variable content, they actually want you to have not just like the minute but also the seconds, if you're able to get some of the seconds. So the minute will probably be pretty, pretty steady, but the deeper layers, you need to know that very, very precise time because it changes so frequently. So a lot of the variables content, if people don't know their birth times, and a lot of us do not know our exact, exact, exact precise birth time, the information that we're getting may or may not be 100% accurate. And then based on that, it deals with the conscious mind, it deals with the body. But the whole point of the variables, we have the top arrows, which are the dependent variables. The top arrows depend on the bottom arrows. The bottom arrows are the foundation of the variable system. And the bottom arrows is essentially the connection point between your conscious and your unconscious mind. When I was studying the variables, that really stood out to me because for me, manifestation is the connection and the cooperativeness, <laughs> the teamwork of your mind and your body. Well, your mind is the one that's going to consciously say, this is the vision. This is what I want. This is why I know it's in alignment with me. This is a soul desire that I'm working towards. This is the next step of my evolution. This is where my inner authority is guiding me. Well, your mind is able to consciously recognize all of that. Your body is the one making 99% of the decisions. It doesn't matter how many times you consciously say, I want to be a millionaire. If your body somehow is rejecting that, you're not going to be able to actually be a millionaire. So it doesn't matter if you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. Those things are very small when it comes to the overall picture of manifestation. Manifestation is the process of intentionally creating and intentionally guiding yourself in the direction that you want to go. But you also have to recognize that you do not have control over everything. So when I think about manifestation, I think about creating a life that gives me the freedom to live how I want to live. It's creating more. It's giving a contribution. It's making a difference in the world. It is experiencing things that were imaginary for me, but then actually become physical. There's something really delicious about having a vision and then being able to see it manifest in front of me. That's really satisfying. I enjoy it. And I trust that when I'm working with desires that are soul level desires and not surface level desires, not coming from my non-self, me pursuing soul level desires is actually bringing me more in alignment. 
when I set my desires, when I set my intentions, when I look at what I want to manifest, a huge factor of how I want to manifest or what I want to manifest is always going to be, how do I want to operate and how can I get there in a way that encourages me to be my most aligned self? When I'm in alignment, I'm my happiest. Things go well. Things feel easy. I enjoy things more. I feel like I'm getting the most out of life when I'm living in alignment with my human design. So it's something that I play with, with that intention. It's something that's helped me make the inner healing journey that I've been going on and make all of this ancestral inner work, healing, changing the world, all of the things a lot easier for me because it gives me guidance steps. When I teach manifestation, I teach a four-step-ish process. It kind of changes. It's not a, this is step A, this is step B, but it is a process that I go through. I start with what is it that I am being called to create? What is the desire? What am I wanting in this moment? I'm going to use money as an example just because. So let's say that I want to hit a new monthly goal in my business and it's a specific number. Let's say I want a $200,000 month in my business. I'm going to look at why I want that. The first thing before I take any action is I'm going to check myself for my non-self themes. I'm really checking my motivations. I want to know if I think that that money is going to somehow make me more lovable. I want to know if I'm looking for something. I also want to look at what do I think I have to do in order to get it? Because a lot of times when we say we want money, money is the representation or the kind of prize at the end of doing something. There's this earning factor. I always look at if it is money, what do I think I have to do in order to earn that money? Very often it is, oh, well, I think that I'd be making that money if I knew who I was a little bit more, if I had a stronger niche, if I wasn't all over the place, if I wasn't creating as many offers, maybe I'm confusing. And I'll get into this whole spiral of I'm not there yet because I am who I am. Anytime I get to that point where me being in alignment and me operating in a way that may not be perfect, may not be what I thought I needed to be, but it is authentic to me and is the way that I consistently operate, I want to remove that judgment around making the money and manifesting the money. It isn't going to change me inherently. It's not going to change who I am. The money can't do that. The pursuit of the money can't do that, but I can. If I want to change who I am, if I want to change how I'm showing up, if I want to change how I react and respond and interact with the world, I have the power and I have the potential to do that. And so I will. I will do that while simultaneously going after the things that I want because I like creating the life that I have. So that's kind of the first step is getting clear on where you want to go, what you think is going to get you there, and really just making sure that the desire is coming from a space of alignment and authenticity. It's something that. You aren't attached to too much. It doesn't have a lot of expectations. You're not expecting the money to suddenly completely change your life. And all of a sudden you wake up and you get to be a completely different person. You feel good all of the time. That's not the vision. So after we figure out what we really want, we look at what we're going to do in the process. I always like to kind of set these boundaries for myself around what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do in pursuit of this desire. For me, it's really, really, really important to stay in integrity with my values. The things that I value are my family, my team, the people around me, being able to provide for and being able to support the people around me. The people around me are my number one priority. Actually, I'm going to say my second priority because I cannot support them unless I am taking care of myself. So (laughs) self-care, taking care of me, taking care of my energy, feeling my best that I can show up for my best 
for the people who I love, adore, and cherish. After that, it is making sure that the way that I make the money is in service. If I'm going to exchange something, if it's going to be a value exchange, I want it to be a value. I want it to be something that is genuinely going to make a difference. And I have very high standards around what is going to make a difference. My team can tell you this with the dozens of programs that I've created and launched and gotten feedback around and said, okay, it's not good enough. We're going to change it. We're going to make it better. We're going to do something different to improve it. And that's a part of my design. That's not something that I'm guilting myself for or shaming myself for, I know that I'm going to constantly be making improvements. I know that I'm going to constantly be changing things over time. If that's part of my process, that's going to be part of my process as I manifest is that I'm going to get better over time, but I'm never going to be perfect. We've got like, what do you want and how are you going to get there? I set these boundaries when it comes to money. I am not willing to sacrifice my well-being to hit a new goal in business. I am not willing to completely give up all of my free time to run programs or help clients. I do not want that full of a load. I like to have space for the creative ideas to come through so that when I'm like, Ooh, I want to spend this entire week writing an ebook. I can, because that's what wants to come through in that moment. So I need space for my creativity. I don't want to pressure my creativity. I never want to be making something from this energy of, I have to make money. So I'm going to create this thing And hopefully this gets me the money that I want. That's not how I want to create. So thinking about, yes, I may want the $200,000 a month, but there's ways that I want it. There's specific things that I'm willing to do and willing not to do. So it's not that I just want the money. I want something very specific. I want to get it in a specific way. I want to feel better along the way. I want to follow my strategy and authority. The only way that I'm going to get to my desires, my contract with the universe is that I'm going to feel things through. I'm going to tune into my emotions. I'm going to do everything in my power to make an emotionally intelligent decision. I'm not going to react too quickly to things. And I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to trust that whatever decision I make is exactly what needs to be made. I don't try and over strategize or over plan how I'm going to get where I want to go. I trust that in the pursuit of that goal, everything will unfold. I can respond to things as they show up and I can respond with this sense of anticipation and this sense of joy of like, Ooh, I wonder how this is going to lead to my goal. Cause I know it's happening at some point. I wonder how it's going to happen. I wonder how this is going to show up. I wonder how this is going to manifest into what I want. It's looking at things with this essence of wonder and like, Ooh, okay. So if the goal is happening, no matter what, how does this create that? That's really cool. And then look for the possibilities And choosing that perspective instead of receiving something and then be like, oh no, this isn't what I wanted. This is exactly the opposite of what I wanted. Everything is crumbling. Everything is falling apart. It's terrible. It's not going to happen. Then you like let go of the pursuit of the desire. That's where your body is coming up with, hey, can you respond to this? Because when you're manifesting, the things that come up to your conscious awareness, the decisions that you're going to be making consciously are going to be the hard ones. Because they are the ones where your desire does not correlate and does not match with your unconscious beliefs. Your body is saying, hey, I know that you said this thing was important, but we have this program over here that says that we can't do this, but then you're saying that you want to do this. So I need you to make this decision and figure it out because we don't have the programming for it. We are at an impasse. We don't know what to do. Your body doesn't know what to do when you're consciously manifesting. You're saying, I want this, but everything in your body says, but we've been creating this our entire lives. This is safe. This is the rules that we work on. That goes against the rules that we've been working on our entire life. When you're manifesting, 
of course you're going to be frustrated. Of course you're going to be bitter. Of course you're going to be in those non-self themes, especially in the beginning, because the only decisions that you are being made aware of are the ones where your body can't make the decision for you, which means you're making a decision around our programming doesn't quite add up. Something needs to be decided upon here. That deciding factor is where the deconditioning gets to come into play and where you get to use that strategy and authority. So when you are manifesting, let's say my next goal of like $200,000 months, I could be presented with a situation where let's say this month, of course I'm pursuing it this month. I'm going to pursue it every month until it happens. I'm on that journey until it happens. It's not, oh, it failed and then I'm going to let it go. It's always a continuous journey. It's always inevitable. I'm just getting there eventually. If I put a lot of pressure on this has to happen this month, it has to happen right now. I could be presented with a situation where I get an idea for something to create or something to promote or a sale or some way to make that happen. And it could be overworking. So it could be very easy for an opportunity to present itself. And let's say all of a sudden I have 20 people in my DM saying that they want private coaching. I could say, yes, that's the decision that I'm going to be presented with is, okay, do you want to say yes and completely overload yourself with private clients and take on 20 private clients? Because you'd hit your goal if you did that. Eventually, you'd be hitting that goal. You'd be making a lot of money. That's very possible with like paying fulls, with payment plans. It would be very possible for me to just sign 20 private clients and hit that goal. But that goes against my integrity. That goes against my design that goes against the values that I set in the first place. That's the moment of deconditioning where you're being presented with the thing that you want. And then you're going to be challenged with, are you going to continue the pattern that you've always continued? And you're going to reprogram that into your body, or are you going to consciously choose to do something differently? This is where the strategy and authority comes in. This is where I genuinely feel like when I am manifesting, I am driving a car. I have my destination in my GPS, I'm following the directions. I don't know all of the steps. I'm just following how many minutes <laughs> do I need to go until my next left turn or whatever it is. Your authority is your decision-making process. I think of the authority as the steering wheel. It's the direction you're going. Do I want to go this way? Do I want to go this way? Then your strategy is going to be like the acceleration and the movement and the action that you take in response to your decision. So if I'm presented with all of a sudden 20 people want to be working with me in a private container, I do weekly calls. So that would be adding 20 calls to my weekly schedule. I could say yes to that and overwork myself for the sake of manifesting that goal and saying, yes, it happened so fast. Amazing. Chances are if I actually go after what I want, because the money is not a soul level desire, the money is a surface level desire. The money is the external thing, but the money is a representation of the freedom that I want to create, the lifestyle I want to live. The money is not the actual desire. In that moment, this is where your deconditioning comes in because there may be a big part of you that says, oh, but I can be that person. All of those non-self themes, I will have proven my worth. I will be lovable. If 20 people were my private clients, they would love me so much. And I'd be making all of this money. It can be really tempting to choose the thing that is being made available to you, but is not exactly what you want. You're going to be offered things that are just under what it is that you want. And that's where you want to say no. If you're centered, if you're able to stay in your alignment, instead of being pulled into the non-self, you're not going to be distracted by the rearranging. You're not going to be distracted by when 
the options come up of your body says, Hey, this is what we've always done. This is really comfortable. Are you sure you want to try something new and do something you've never done before? That's deconditioning. That's the moment that you create change. That's the moment that you actually are able to make moves towards the direction that you want and towards creating exactly what you want. It's when you are able to prioritize your values over the money that you're trying to manifest. It's saying I'm actually going for what my soul wants, not the tangible thing that I want externally. Looking at this from a law of attraction standpoint, most people would tell you to just accept the clients. Oh, well, you said you wanted it. It didn't appear the way that you wanted it, but it appeared. So you have to be grateful for the thing that's in front of you. There's no way that it can come in again. You have to just take the opportunity that's available to you. And next time you'll figure out how to do it differently. No, now is the time to do it differently. (laughs) Don't settle in this moment just to eventually maybe break the pattern in the future. If you're given an opportunity to break the pattern now, break the pattern now so that your future self doesn't have to. That's what the opportunity is in the moment. So the energetics of manifestation, you have signals coming in from the world around you that are filtered through many different levels of your awareness and many different levels of your energy. And when you're manifesting, you are intentionally looking for certain experiences. You're blending your conscious and your unconscious designs or minds, whatever format you want to look at it in. You're blending those two aspects of yourself to create something. And in the process of manifesting the things that you consciously want, You're going to have to heal your body. You're going to have to decondition the stories that are written into your body so that your body can start to make those decisions for you automatically. When you're really aligned, like your body knows how to be aligned. It really, really does. And it is not as difficult as everyone thinks it is. You're far more evolved than you think you are. The deconditioning process does not have to be painful and deep and heavy and prolonged periods of pain. It can be lighthearted. It can be joyful. It can be a fun experience because once you're in alignment and once your body is operating on the way that it's supposed to operate, the decision-making becomes easier. You're not overwhelmed in your mind. You're not trying to hold the vision and talk yourself out of ignoring things that are real and presenting themselves to you in your physical life. You're able to see everything, but then also your body is just making those decisions unconsciously. And so it takes the mental load off and you're able to create long-term results That's the thing is that when you're only consciously manifesting, yes, you may attract it, but then all of a sudden you find yourself not happy, not satisfied, very frustrated, very bitter, even though you have the money that you want, because again, you can create the money. That's one thing, but your actual desire is to feel different. Your actual desire is to be different. Your actual desire is something completely not related to the money. It's just what you think that you have to do or be or become in order to earn the money. So it's correlated in your mind because it's an identity thing, but you're able to work on manifesting both at the same time. I believe that that is everything that I have for you today on the energetics of manifestation. If you took some notes today, I really hope you took notes today. This would have been a really great episode to take notes, but please share them on Instagram and tag me. I love seeing notes. That always makes my day knowing that you learned something, knowing that you took something away from this and you were able to move on with your manifestation practice, hopefully in a more aligned way. So thank you for tuning in today.